Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the SDT Podcast Show. I am with my guys, Vince and Sam, although Sam is MIA at the time. He'll be here shortly. But Vince, how are you doing today? I am doing marvelous, buddy. How's it going? Good, good. And the man controlling the ones and the twos in the background, Tim, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I kind of wish you that, had ones and twos. I know, I, right? I kind of did. Yeah, yeah kinda cool. you know, but that's the thing we're going to keep, we're going to say. You it ask works. and you shall receive. So <laughs> next week, I might have some ones and twos. At a babe. <laughs> uh, this week on the order, what we got for you is wonderful baseball news. And by wonderful, I mean a highlight news that cannot be missed. Uh, yeah. NBA schedules are out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, time to put in your Vegas odds now on the Warriors winning. So mm-hmm. um, we got yeah. a couple of other NBA notes as we go along as well. Yeah. yeah. And- a couple of. In the top of the order here, uh, my guy, not really my guy, but Watson got suspended. We'll go into that more and uh, what it means for the NFL and what it means for the quarterbacks and possibly for the 49ers. No, no, no. Maybe. Hey, Vince, I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay, shoot. What does Jim Johnson, is it Jim Johnson? Jim, 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 Jim Johnson, Jim Johnson and, uh, and uh, Lou Gervino have in common. Oh, and also uh, some guys in, in the top bleacher row of the A's game previously. They blow. They blew it. <laughs> they blew it. <laughs> they blew it. Oh. So let, let's let's dive in. Uh, this has been kind of the big story basically since Saturday, uh, Sunday afternoon um, at the Coliseum up in the top row of the third deck up in like section 334. For those of you who don't know, that's like all the way in the the deep corner in the top, top part of the left field, not in Mount Davis, but like right next to it, that like last section. Um, uh, some lovely exhibitionist couple decided that um, they couldn't wait to get to the car or to their house. Um, they had to, uh, she had to um, enjoy a, a human glizzy, I guess is how we're going to put this. <laughs> Okay, for us uh, uh, old people here, can you define what a glizzy is? Oh, a glizzy is a hot dog, but um, <laughs> uh, there was a blowjob that happened up in the top of the... Uh, yeah, there's there's a video. Some guy from across the stadium's like zoomed in. It's the top row of 334, and uh, the young lady uh, couldn't... like looked, looked like she was enjoying herself, kind of. It's kind of far away still. Um, I know the guy was, so... Um, and basically, since then, uh, there's been security, like 40, guys, 40 security guards for 30 people in the third deck now uh, at yesterday's game. <laughs> and uh, so, so somebody, you know, blew up the spot, basically. They okay, literally so, blew up the spot. <laughs> so, so basically, there was mounting on Mount Davis. Is, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Not on Mount Davis. I love the alliteration. I love the I love the alliteration. I mean, it's just, who knows? Vince, he could call his thing Mount Davis. Yeah, I, I suppose if he's you know if he thinks higher of himself than what he really is. Come on. I mean, it, it was erected. That's what happened. And here we are bringing an erection back in for the third time this this podcast. I, I think this is the fourth time in fifth in five weeks. So I'm sorry, um, I'm a bad influence on you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm the one that sent you the tweet, so it's I'm kind of a bad influence too. This is uh, this is true, wild. True. Um, it blew up Twitter, all kinds of memes. Um, A's fans, we are wonderfully creative. Um, at being just degenerates. 
So, this so is... are we are we no longer called the A's? Are we just called the B's? Uh, the B's. <laughs> um, how the hot dog guy? He actually tweeted out the video, like so, like somebody else tweeted it out, and he you know quote tweeted it and said, uh, "Wieners belong in buns, sir." And then other people <laughs> are like, "Well, it will be in another hour or so." Oh um, my goodness! <laughs> so, um, yeah, I it just twit uh, A's Twitter had a lot of fun with that. So you know, start off on a little adult brevity, I guess. You know, <laughs> a little lightheartedness to uh, start our baseball talk before we start talking about um, how the A's kind of suck still. Um, well, well, since we're here, we'll just stay on the topic here. Um, the A's bring up their top prospect and catcher, Shane uh, Langliers. Is that Lang- Langliers? Yeah. God, I am. We got to get him a nickname. That's a horrible last name to try and pronounce, especially if you're drinking well, a couple beers. Lang- Langliers so, is going to get real slurry. Yeah, right. I, I, was, I, I read the note and I was like, wait, the Stephen King miniseries from the 90s? What the hell? <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> That's a deep cut, sir. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Nice pull there. Um, so Shane goes one for four with a double and one run. Look good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a little worried, in my opinion, that I think that uh, our other catcher is going to probably be traded in the offseason for some top picks now that the young prospect is up. But, you know, we'll, we'll wait to see. He's still under team control for two more years. So which sounds like a total A's trade, to be honest with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sean Murphy's days are numbered. And I got to tell you, though, um, the A's are really, really deep at catcher, like in the in the prospect system. That's that's one position where they are loaded because you still got Tyler Soderstrom uh, on his way as well. I, he, he's probably just another year out or so. I would agree. Point. We got um, uh, it would not shock me at all if he gets if he gets a cup of tea uh, at, uh, at the big level big leagues yeah. next year. Um, yeah. So well, you got Langoliers. Uh, they Steven released. Vogt. Oh, yeah, oh, he, Ste- Stephen Vogt is probably on the docket to. He's not gonna be on the team next year. No, no, no. But they released Elvis Andrus, who then gets claimed by the White Sox. So yay, the A's don't have to pay for him. Um, but then they also release hometown favorite uh, Piscotti here, who's if people don't know, uh, Piscotti grew up in Pleasanton. His mother Gretchen was stricken with ALS and, and succumbed to ALS, and it became. Um, kind of a big rally around him and his family. And uh, Biscotti has a, uh, I think he actually has a, um, what's it called, Vince? The, like a, a charity, a foundation? Yeah, yeah, like a foundation for ALS. Uh, we'll see if we can get the name of it and we'll, we'll throw it in the, uh, the comments below on our YouTube page and whatnot. You guys can take a look at that as well, too. But um, yeah, it's sad to see him go, but he was struggling at most. And um, to your point, Stephen Vogt is the last of the Mohicans. Yeah, um, Stephen Vote. Uh, he's probably going to survive to the end of the year just because uh, there's going to be a veteran somewhere, and he's he's versatile enough. He can play first base as well as uh, catcher. And I mean, you know, I don't know if they can do it anymore, but you know, the last time he was on the A's, they had him playing right field when he wasn't catching. Sometimes, just uh, that's true. Um, that was like that, Brandon Moss did the same thing, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, yeah, Moss not catching, like but right, first base and right, right field. He yeah. was the emergency catcher too, as well. Though. That's true. That's true. I think he also pitched some couple games. We were like blown out. Yeah. Hey, bringing it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I did want to point out that the Braves signed Michael Harris to a 10 year deal. Um, the reason why I bring this up is that Michael Harris is 21 years old. He'll be 31 once his contract is up. I think the last two years, so he'll be what 29. Um, he's up for uh, contracts uh, extensions, or you know he can be released from the team. But do you think signing a 10-year deal at 21 years old is ridiculous, or go get your money while you still can? See, the thing is, though, um, 10 years and 102 million—is that what the uh, final total is? If he it's plays- 100. Yeah, it's 102 mil or 10.2 a year. I call it the Albert Pujols contract because he was kind of the first one to do a 10-year contract with yeah. the Angels. Yeah, so, I mean, I, if you can get 10 years of stability like that, sure. But only getting 10 mil a year, like for a 10-year contract, mm-hmm. that feels um, that feels like I, I wouldn't do that deal, I think, if that was me. I would... Um, I would if you're looking to pay me a hundred million dollars and uh, you know, and, and I'm able to get that kind of a contract, I'd almost demand that it be for a shorter term. Like, you know, uh, uh, is he worth 10 year, 10 uh, million a year? Probably. Yeah, I think so. But why 10 years at that point? Like, like what's uh, I, 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 I could see buying out the end of arbitration or whatever, but yeah, Outside of I that, think he had four years of arbitration left. Yeah, yeah. So like he was about to start his arbitration clock, and I yeah. mean, and so he gave him six extra years on top of that. And I mean, it's secure money. It's a hundred million dollars. Good for you, bud. But I think, I, I think that might have been a mistake. I think you buy out the arbitra- You let the team buy out the arbitration years plus yeah. a plus one or two more. So six years. If if, if you're paying them ten mill a year or whatever um i would expect the eric chavez contract six years 60 million i mean um, you could look I at mean, it theoretically as like eight and 80 because he does that has the option to set on the ninth and tenth year mm-hmm. but um yeah i just i'm not doing that i'm not doing that deal i'm sorry 10, 10 years for for only 10 10 million a year is a little low for baseball i think and so yeah i would have held out uh, for a yeah. little I'm not into it. Well, since uh, oh Sam, Sam's not here. Sam's here, but he's not here. Is he here? He's smiling. He's waving. Waving. Um, he's it's great for radio when when we can tell you that he's smiling and waving at us. Yeah. <laughs> Morning and sunshine. Him. That counts. <laughs> Sam, we pe- we beg the question. You're 21 years old. You just made it to the bigs. Are you signing a 10-year, $102 million contract at $10 million a year? Probably not. Yeah. I'm Sam probably Hope. not. Um, well, I don't know. It's like, you're, how old is he? 18, 19, 21, something? 21. So, so 31 and then 29 for his opt-out years. So that's a lot of money. It's more money than he's ever seen in his life right now. Um it's easy, I guess, for me to say, nah, don't sign the deal because, you know, you get through these, uh, the rookie contract. And then in a few years you get to, you'll sign for 200, 300 million. Um, but it's, it's kind of like the Scotty Pippen deal, right? Like, yeah, that's a good um, example. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good comp. You know, where like Jordan said, don't, don't do the deal. Cause ownership ain't going to come back to the table and, and renegotiate. And Scotty took the deal. And 
hopefully it works out for this young guy where, you know, we've seen baseball teams. I think baseball's kind of maybe in the NFL too, but baseball is kind of the only franchise that seems like our uh, league that will sign guys to even more money. I know NFL will tear up a contract and kind of redo or add years and more guaranteed money and things like, like that. Um, it's a big gamble. Um, but I think he saw the 102 million and where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. 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 Once it reached nine digits, I think that was the breaking point probably. Um, but I mean, if I'm his agent, do I, I try, I, I maybe try to get that hundred mil in eight years or seven that's, years. That's what I you would know, look to see I mean, if I could instead of, instead of 10, you know, that just, it, it feels like that deal is going to be super team friendly if he ends up being exactly what the Braves hope he he ends up being, you know, like that's well, going to be a super team friendly deal. And they're going to I mean, the Braves are going to be able to pay for a lot of other stars. So, I mean, I get the benefit from the team side, but if you're an agent. I, Cause you know, I don't know what it's like to be a sports agent or a professional sports athlete. You know? <laughs> um, do you think there's a conversation that in more than one contract negotiation, you know, but in this situation is, Hey, take the 10 year, take the 102 million and four or five years from now, let's say you're an MVP, MVP candidate, whatever. Um, and you're not, you ask for a new contract, they don't give it to you, you demand a trade. You know, are we going to start seeing, because the NBA, this is common, you know, now that the players pretty much got all the power in the NBA, um, is this, could this, you know, is that conversation happening with baseball players and their agents where, hey, take the money right now, you ask for a new deal, you don't get it, you demand for a trade, Be you know. But I think the CBA rules are different with baseball as opposed to basketball. Like basketball players, I mean, I guess baseball players, it, to an extent, basketball players, you could be a singular player like a Kevin Durant and change the whole dynamic of a basketball team, a whole roster. Whereas baseball, yeah, I may be the best left fielder, but if my pitchers suck, it doesn't mean we're going to do anything. You know what I mean? So Stairs at Mike Trout. Yeah, I, I don't know if that dynamic is going to happen, it certainly seems plausible, but I think the CBAs are different. I don't think I've ever heard of anyone really demanding a trade because they didn't get something done in the middle of a trade that they, I mean, in the middle of a contract that they signed for. I think even Albert Pujols worked out his 10 years until the team released him. So I don't, I don't think that I don't, I don't see it happening. Not to say that it can't, you know, but if they end up winning a world series and he's on a team friendly contract, I mean, one up to the to the Braves GM and ownership for that. It's a smart move on their part. Absolutely. Speaking of team-friendly contracts and winning championships, the NBA schedules are out, and our Warriors have kind of a favorable first half of a schedule. Um, let's see. I think, what, the first game is against the Lakers? Is that my, Am I right? The first game is the Lakers? That is correct. Opening night against the Lakers. So ring ceremony night be good, be good to watch. I'll make sure that I uh, have my my beer and popcorn ready to go. It's it's wild. The Warriors again are leading um, uh, the uh, the entire NBA in national TV games. So if you're a Warriors fan who doesn't live in the Bay Area, you get to see them 30 times on the schedule. The next closest teams are the Lakers with 27, 
and the Celtics have 25. So, you know, a lot of marquee franchises, whether they're good or bad, uh, Celtics being good, the Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last year. Um, they, you know, you're going to get to see your teams. So, um, and yeah, the NBA does a really good job of getting the teams on TV as often as they can. Um, far better than any other sport, I think. Well, I heard that that they did an interview, I think it was Bleacher Report, uh, with Jason Tatum recently in the Celtics. And I guess it's eating at him that he lost to the Warriors, you know, and that he was playing with a broken hand. I feel like that happens all the time. Whenever there's like the losing team or the player, the star player doesn't perform, he secretly has this back problem that nobody knows or a broken hand or like a hip problem or it all comes out. I feel like it's all just malarkey and BS at this point. And I and I'm, I'm over it. Just show up, play, win. That's that's it. That's all you got to do. Don't complain. I mean, it happens Don't... every year. It's so simple. It, you know, it happens every year, especially with the NBA, like the Warriors first championship. They said, oh, if only the Cavaliers were healthy, you know, they got lucky. And then it was, uh, you know, oh, the Cavaliers won that one because the Warriors weren't healthy. Uh, the Toronto Raptors won because the Warriors weren't healthy. It, it It's always going to be like that. Who's healthy at the right time um, to come out this late after the fact? And, oh, it would have been different if it – my the bone actually grew over, um, but it still hurt. And Giannis tipped the ball and it hurt real bad. Like, you know, come on, man. You know, <laughs> like, come on. Like, you're, you're talking about this how many months after the fact? Like, yeah. it every whether it's the Warriors or not the Warriors, if the like every championship. There's always it's always going to be who's the healthiest at the right time. And we've seen it with the Spurs, you know, like the Spurs are are the you know, the the franchise that started this whole load management stuff. You know, when they when they became like a really veteran team where Tim Duncan and you know the, that squad was getting old and they had Kawhi kind of taken over they were doing all this load management stuff and it yeah, was and all they, to be healthy during the playoffs because they knew no matter what seed they were if they had their complete team on the floor no matter what seed they were who they were playing more than likely they were going to win the series and I would argue that you know Draymond has ailing back problems Steph Curry probably was still affected by that foot contu- the foot sprain you know and I think Wiggins had elbow problems you know gp2 was playing with you know just a, a fresh recovery yeah so everyone had injury problems i just i don't like the excuse of months later you're saying oh i didn't play good because of this nobody is healthy that's the whole reason why it's a grind i agree right, yeah some guys just don't know how to take their l and move on you know um and yeah i mean it, it's it can be humbling you know it's it's not fun but uh to to lose like that and you know, it sucks to lose, but also shit, man, toughen up, you know, yeah. see you next time. I'm sure, I'm sure the Celtics are, you know, now that they're not trading away pieces to get uh, Kevin Durant, I'm sure that they'll be in the mix again next year. Oh, don't Absolutely. get me started with that guy. Announcement that he's going back to the Nets. We all knew that they weren't going to trade for him. Yeah. Nothing. There was <laughs> nothing viable 
What was the announcement? They're going to work it out. We agreed we're going to work it out. Yeah, we've we've agreed that it's going to. What's that Beatles song? We can work it out. (laughs) Patrick Beverly came out and tweeted that, you know, there's guys that are trying to make it in a roster, but aren't being called up because of Kevin Durant's back and forth, you know, because they don't know if he's going to be on the team, if there's an open roster spot or not. And then the Kevin Durant put, put out hashtag blame Kevin Durant. Absolutely. 100%. We do blame you. You're a piece of shit. You left the Golden State Warriors because you wanted to be the superstar. You wanted to be the player GM like other superstars. You wanted to assemble your own roster. You wanted to be the man because no matter what you did, you never were going to be loved like Steph Curry. So you left. You know, you left, you went and got all your super friends over here in New Jersey or Brooklyn, um, and it didn't work. You got to put a dollar in a jar for that, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) They might as well be New Jersey. Who, like, (laughs) they they might as well move back. It ain't working out in Brooklyn. I mean, to be fair, didn't they make it to an NBA finals with when they were in New Jersey with Jason Kidd? Yeah, one. Jason Kidd and Kenyon Martin, I think. Yeah. The, they, they, they with were the more stupid, with more the stupid lip tattoo on his neck. That's, that's my <laughs> one thing I can remember of Kenyon Martin is that stupid oh. lip tattoo on his neck. Oh, Kmart. Oh, Kmart. My but favorite I mean, memory of Kmart is when he came out and um, was criticizing uh, Jeremy, Lin. Uh, Jeremy Lin for his hair, for his uh, cornrows. And... Uh, you know, was criticizing that. And then Jeremy Lin said, I, you know, I, I get that, but, uh, you know, what about all those Asian tattoos you got? <laughs> Kmart was just like, well played touche. <laughs> um, I did note that, uh, back on the schedule here that there's not going to be any games on election day. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, please go out there and vote because this is a very, I mean, it isn't important. It's always important. It's not that one's more than the other, but, uh, the this most important PSA. election is the most important election is the next election. So yeah. um, the next election is November 8th. Uh, uh, the NBA is not having any games, as you said, that's, that's a first like um, leagues don't do that. Um, but what they are going to do is have all 30 teams play the day before and every game will have, you know, civic engagement messages of some kind. And uh, we saw during the pandemic in 2020, I think 23 of the uh, NBA arenas ended up be acting as polling places because they're large enough. Uh, you can spread people out and you can get a lot of people through there. So, um, you know, I, now, I, I, I just I, need I, my I, job to make me free that day too. Right. I would love to have the day. I off. know. Right. Um, it should be a national holiday, holiday, man. It really it should. should. Be a na- it should be a national holiday yep. where 100%, you know, yep. we're, we're barbecuing right or wrong, like it or not. There's no That's doubt. Right. There's no doubt every single person voted. Um, every vote is counted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you know what? No... That's it. On November 8th, I'm taking the day off and I'm barbecuing in my house. And the only way you show up is if you show up with a sticker that says I voted. That's the Absolutely, only way I let you man. in. I love it. That sounds great. Um, it should be a sign, national holiday. Sign me up. And, and, and it's at least here in California and in other states as well. I mean, they're mailing, you get mail-in ballots now. Like, like they send you a ballot. So it's and super you easy. You just, and they give you your sticker too. So, <laughs> you know, you, you just fill out the ballot. It, it, you know, you do your homework beforehand. It, but um, once you fill out, once it's time to fill it out, 
it's three minutes, you know? So you do your homework and then just fill in a couple of bubbles and turn it in and put it back in the mail. And it's super secure. It's like, like, and I just, I, I don't understand why we don't have as good of a turnout as, as we should now. If, uh, but if I think those numbers value, are going higher. If you value your time, you'll do a mail-in ballot because yeah. I've never in all the time, all the years that I've voted, I've never stood in line to vote. It's always been mail-in because I've only like, done want, one, you know, I I've, I've want time to kind of like sit and, and think about what I'm voting on yeah. and not have, have the pressure of like, well, you got to get through. Cause they're like, 50 people waiting for you to get through, you know, so I actually anyway. um, basically 2020 was the second time I've ever voted by mail. The other time was when I was living in San Diego and um, I got a mail in ballot uh, for my home, Alameda County. I was living in San Diego, going to school down there for a brief period of time that ended up not working. That's a whole other story. But um, yeah. but then now that they do these mail in ballots for, you know, every election, I'm never going back. I mean, I remember being the first in line at my precinct because I just I needed to get I needed to, I couldn't get the day off. So I was the first one there. I showed up at 615 knowing the doors open at seven because I I had to get going to work. So and yeah. I'm not the only one like that line was very deep, but I was still the first person there. But yeah, so I mean, make it a national holiday and. It, it like it's it shouldn't be so hard to vote in certain places uh or if you're gonna work harder. if you're gonna work make everyone be off by noon yeah you know yeah. I mean? yeah make it a half day or something yeah half days only i think that would mm -hmm. be the that would be the right way to do this and if you run uh, a business make half people off in the morning and then you know they work the evening and vice versa that's the way i would do it yeah exactly that makes too much starbucks sense. that's it starbucks was my my example but yes, oh, in my head, yeah. I was saying it, I was thinking it. But then I was like, do I want to talk about how they're closing down union stores? Mm, I don't want to go there. Anyways, moving on. So, moving on. I, I got to throw a random, about random, random thing here is what I do miss as we get older. One thing I do miss is I remember like every Sunday, the only thing that would be like open would be like the breakfast spots that you go with your family and maybe a couple stores. Now Sundays it's just like everything is open. I do miss like holidays where you know there wasn't a lot of things open. Everybody had the day off. Now we're in this 24 7, 365 cycle, and I think it's creating a lot of burnout. I also vote to have Sundays take another chill mode down. It should be home with the family, designated day of barbecuing and cooking bring holiday spirit back you know we get a holiday you should be at home with the family not shopping you know, like, i i'll, I'll one up on. you i i want three-day weekends and i would totally okay with doing four tens and i, I just, think we're friday it, saturday know, honestly, sunday four four I, nines I we're moving towards that some yeah. companies are yeah um i think four nines is actually the way to go because um it's still you know 36 hours you're still dedicating a whole chunk of your day um, whoever decided 40 is the magic number, um, uh, that person's been dead for a long, long time. So, um, there's no reason not to, if you're going to go down to four days, I mean, I, I think four eights is fine, but if you want to do, I'm four, trying to nine do like shifts, three thirteens, three fourteens, <laughs> yeah. just Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one, uh, one twenty four. 
<laughs> Eject. Never. Never. Ever. Okay. Well, getting back on pace here. All right. All right. We got a guy that okay. a guy that never took time off. Uh, Pal Gasol is getting his jersey retired on March 7th for the Lakers. And that man was a grindhouse towards and even until the end of his career when he was having ailing knee problems and hip problems. So um, shout out to Pal Gasol. Congratulations. I'm not a big Lakers fan, but I do like to honor those who uh, were great for the game. And Pal Gasol is one of those guys. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, you had one other note in here on NBA. Do we want to talk about that real quick? Yeah, uh, Brownie James going to Oregon. He only went there because another five-star recruit decided to go there. Uh, well, I'm not saying going. This isn't breaking news. I apologize. He's linked to going to Oregon. Is he going to go there? Probably not. I, I could probably see him going to, I don't know. I mean, you want to go for the TV deals. Maybe we'll go play for a Big Ten school. Who knows? Well, Nike University. <laughs> Uh, you know, that's that, true. You get, some, you get some real clean ass uniforms and some shoes, man. That's true. I, I don't see why not. You know, Oregon, they, they, they got that Nike money, dude. Like that's nothing to, that's nothing to shake a stick at. Well, he's certainly not going to go to, to, to Cleveland or, or Ohio and go play out there. Um, speaking of Ohio, someone got their suspension increased. Uh, Deshaun so. Watson has now got an 11 game suspension. Um, he's still got some pending lawsuits. I think one lady has not taken the plea bargain of, of whatever the fuck money he was offering. So um, she's still holding him to the fire. Good for her. I think more women should do it. If all is true in this situation, which it sounds 100% true, but they yeah, should uh, hold him to it. Yeah. I mean, but on the other hand, I do understand why a lot of women would not want to, go through that again, living through that again, try, and sure. then, and then have, have their, you know, their, whatever their story questioned to death by some guy, some hack who's out there trying to get a millionaire off, like, you know, uh, a lighter sentence. So, so to I, Vince's I, I point, get that. To Vince's point, it's so easy. It's easy for us in sports as, you know, some, some knuckleheads during the week, talking sports and here's our two cents we got a podcast we're important monday morning quarterback this shit what you know jimmy garoppolo should have did this Derek carr should have did that you know curry should have shot it at this many seconds it's so easy to criticize in retrospect right and what are you to to, to try to make it relatable when you have a boss and your boss says oh well what you should have did was you know and the, the feeling that that gives you is Monday morning quarterback, like shoulda, coulda, woulda. This is the decision I made. It didn't come out exactly how we wanted it. Now you're, you're correcting it, but it's all in retrospect. You know, we've all had managers in that situation. We all had conversations in that situation where this is how you should have did it. If you did it this way, you wouldn't have had a problem, which maybe, maybe not, you know, you don't know to put a woman in that position or any victim of sexual violence to relive that and to put their life and their decision and what they should have did and what they shouldn't have done under a microscope like that is just really unfair. So I totally understand why a person that was in a situation like this takes the money and leaves, you know, is I, you know, why they settle. I, I get it. You know, they don't want, they don't want to have their name in public. 
going through these memories all over again, friends and family and media and people talking about this, what they should have and what they shouldn't have done. You know, because how many times have we heard this before? She shouldn't have dressed like that. Look at these girls walking down the street dressed like that. You know, um, just because you're dressed a certain way or you're in a certain profession doesn't mean that gives anybody free reign to just do whatever the hell they want sexually. You know, like there are, you know, rules. There is respect. It's <laughs> like, supposed to be, you know. So well, on the note, I also think Watson getting 11 games is not enough. I it's think. not enough, but also too, he's still like very low. He's still yeah. assuming he's, st- you know, he's still out here saying how innocent he is, you know, and you're, you're not dude, you know, you're not like and, in your mind, you think you did nothing wrong, but you know, doing what you did, grinding up against people and flashing people and doing all these things is that's not okay. That's not, you know, and, it's not okay for anybody to do. And now you're seeing like like I saw one picture of some fans like holding up signs saying F them hoes or whatever. It's disgusting. And, uh, and hashtag free Watson. Like, like God, uh Cleveland, you you have some very classy, just just top-notch fans. If you can't tell, that's sarcasm. Right. Well, God. also just the I mean, the culture of of being a celebrity, you know, sports star. It's like it's not necessarily that okay i'm going to be very careful about what i say i don't think it's about what they necessarily what any of these ladies were wearing necessarily it was the mindset that he was in that he could do anything without being penalized for it yeah and that he has the well, money he's in a to room, get away with he's it he's in a room that's um, physical therapy or a massage and just because there's physical contact and it's a female and you're in a private room to have the mentality that I you can touch them or show them your your genitals or you know ask them to do a certain act and yeah maybe there's women who did it because they didn't know how to respond they didn't know what to do that doesn't mean you're charming and you know, <laughs> you know like you know, I'm sure there's women that he hit on and they went for it and they had fun and it was, it was kosher, you know, but there, there's clearly boundaries were, were crossed and we know boundaries were crossed because there's 30 something people you know, are coming forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's 26 and, confirmed, but there's like more women. I, I, on I the think docket. it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, it, it's, it's right around 30. Um, Basically, if this was a baseball team, four of them would have to get sent down to the minors. Like that's how many people were talking. Right. Um, wow. Just yeah. to well, yeah. Well, that being said, I mean, so looking forward in a, in a NFL perspective, outside of a legal pers- perspective here, with him getting eleven game ban suspension, I mean, that has to open the door for Jimmy G. But the it's crazy that it's not, and the fact that it's it's not being talked about more is Jimmy going to be on the roster on August thirtieth. Uh, Jimmy will not be on the roster on August 30th. Uh, you think he's going to get cut? I, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, you have to look at the landing spots where where he could possibly go. You're not going to trade him to Seattle. Um, Cleveland's the only, you know, contender. You know that. So you either work out a deal with Cleveland, or Cleveland waits you out. Um, and and they wait for you to cut Jimmy. 
And that way they can sign Jimmy at a much more team friendly contract, you know, and then Jimmy's actually not even probably going to be able to start the, that first week because it's a whole new offense. He'd have to sit back and learn it. I'm, I'm drawing a blank here, but if Jimmy gets cut, does it go to a waiver order and the Browns no, have, he's no. free, right? He's it's open free, to go anywhere. Free. Yep. You go anywhere. You're I'm sorry, but if Miami comes knocking on the door at the same time Cleveland does, I'm going to Miami. If I'm Jimmy, I'm going to Miami. Oh, absolutely. But I don't know if Miami's coming because I think they I mean they're they're really trying to make sure that two is the guy or really make sure that he's not the guy. Either way, they're Miami says here's here's 10 million for a one year deal or you know 18 mil for a two year deal. I'm taking it, man, because yeah, but I guess I, I'm you're assuming that Miami's going to offer that, and I'm not. I don't think Miami's on the table. I, I but don't. I'm looking at Miami's I think backup. They sh- I think they should be on the table, but they're not. I, I think I think Miami is uh, 100% committed to trying to make it work with Tua this year, and if it doesn't work, guess what? You're getting a pretty good pick because if your quarterback sucks, your team sucks. You know, well, the reason so, why I'm doing it is because one, I'm trying to set a message to Tua like, this is it. You got to get your shit together. The second message is Tua has been hurt three out of the four. No, no, two out of the three years he's been there. So do I trust that he's not going to get hurt again this year? No. If I can get a solid quarterback at a discounted price who wants to come here because his only option is here or Cleveland or maybe Seattle. I'm, I'm sure Seattle's going to throw it out there. I'm sure they are. Um I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm Miami, probably taking I'm tired of taking Miami over Seattle and I'm well, definitely Miami, taking Miami over Cleveland. Miami is loaded on as a roster and they 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 hired uh uh what's yeah, his Mike, name? Mike McDaniel was the former 49ers offensive coordinator. That's so it makes it makes sense so I, for him it to makes go sense, there. But like come on, let's be honest. Miami's a, a loser franchise. They've been a loser franchise for like 30 years. Um and you know, Vince was saying you're either going to make two of the guy or two is not going to be the guy. And if that's the mentality they have, that's such a loser mentality because you have so much talent in your Super Bowl window. You don't get Super Bowl windows like what the Patriots did. That is rare. You may never, ever see that again with a 20-year window because of Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick being on the same franchise for that long. So if I'm Miami, I'm going after Jimmy G because maybe I want to it to be the guy, but if he gets hurt, you're wasting your coaching career. You're wasting players career because even with a healthy quarterback, I mean, look at, look at the Falcons, man. They got to one super bowl and they have a hall. They had a hall of fame quarterback. They had the wide receivers. They had a decent defense, and they never got back. You know, the, the there's look at Seattle. They got they got the one. They should have got the second, and then they never got back. And they had the quarterback. So just because well, you have, you could argue that that they were a, a a lynch away from a quarter from a touchdown to winning that. Right, Super Bowl. they were. I don't, you know, so so I'm, I'm just saying, just because you have the quarterback, it did. They had Dan Marino. He got to one in his what second year, 
Yep, it was year number two. They ran into the 49ers buzzsaw. Never came back. Yep, I mean, the Niners were 15-1 and one that year. And uh, I was listening to the radio, and the number one thing, um, I forget the analyst, uh, analyst who said this, was the biggest problem with Miami under the Dan Marino years, and this is for other Hall of Fame quarterbacks too, is these franchises don't build defenses, don't build teams around the quarterback. So then when these teams get to the playoffs, your opposition had six months to prepare for that one quarterback. And that's why when you get to the playoffs, these quarterbacks don't look very good or they look average because you just had a whole year, you know, you had six, seven months to prepare for them. And then it, it kind of makes sense because Marino never got back. He never even mm-hmm. got close. I mean, every yeah. playoffs that he got to, you knew Miami was not going to be in it. You knew they weren't going to contend truly. The the, uh, the the modern comp is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he got he got his one in twenty ten, uh, but I mean, he hasn't been back to a Super Bowl. He, I mean, he, he got there once and was able to get the job done. Um, and actually, well, I, I think, think it, I think it was Joe Fortenbaugh. Like he used to be on Bay Area Radio, and he used to like refer to it at Green Bay as uh, it's like criminal. Um, like, like it's criminal negligence that the that Green Bay as a franchise had two back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Brett Favre and now Aaron Rodgers, and they've only been to three Super Bowls and they and each guy only got one apiece. And right. Like, like and it's because they don't build the team around like you were exactly. saying. So, so are you, are you saying Love is the next Hall of Fame quarterback for Green Bay? No, I'm saying Love is at best the Jeff Garcia to Steve Young and uh, Joe Montana. I, uh, I'll take being Jeff Garcia. Yeah, Jeff Garcia was pretty good. If if Jordan Love ends up being Jeff Garcia, good on him. You know, the but best I part don't... about Jeff Garcia is he was on all three of our teams. Yeah, he was, he <laughs> including was. Tampa. Yeah. <laughs> He was on the what was it the 49ers? Yeah, the Eagles. Um, he he the was Browns, a pro bowler. The Raiders, mm-hmm. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay. Yeah, but I love Jeff Garcia, but yeah, I mean the he San Jose Spartans, baby. That's right, <laughs> Canadian Football League legend. Oh, Garcia man. was a baller, you know he was. But I think that's also what makes like like Jim Kelly so impressive too that he went four times and never won but the fact that he went four times in a was it a row it was, it a was row, in right? a row mm-hmm. 1990 yeah. to 1993 yeah i think that is impressive because most quarterbacks don't even You'll see never see that. Role, i don't think we'll ever see that one time again. yeah i don't think row, we'll that's... ever see a, a team go four in a row ever again and I not mean, especially one. with the season getting longer yeah you know i don't i don't think we'll see that again yeah, I agree. Well, gentlemen, um, I don't know, Vince, if you had any uh, any uh, extra points for today. Okay, so um, I, I just have one thing I wanted to bring up, and what we're going to do is I'm going to warn you all, we're going to play a little game next week. Um, just my pants stay on. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna um, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Pants? Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, we're supposed no, we're to wear the, pants during these recordings. <laughs> The camera only shoots chest up. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing basketball shorts at least, guys. Come on. No, um, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun. Uh, the uh, the it, it is fantasy football draft season, and so we're gonna have a little draft of our own, and we will announce the topic next week. But um, I think you guys are gonna really like it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So, um, what if hanger? 
There's your cliffhanger. cliffhanger. I'm like thinking about it already. It's like a Homer Simpson situation in my head. (laughs) 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 Well, gentlemen, I don't know if you had anything else you want to discuss for the tonight. Um, I'm going to let Sam. Sam, you're not doing it. I'm letting Vince do our traditional sign off. If you could, please. Please slide into our DMs. SVT Sports Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, send us an email at svtsportspod at gmail.com. You can also check us out on YouTube now. Uh, we are on the tube and we are loving life on there and we're making a bunch of little squiggly lines and Tim is doing an amazing job that, with that. And, and next it, week, Tim really is exciting. bringing ones and twos. That's right. The ones one and, and the twos. Yes. That's right. Out of bed. And the zeros <laughs> and ones for uh <laughs> All right, guys, you guys have a good night. Good night, guys. Peace out. Good night.